I did try to ask it for a recipe for a lot erotic lasagna. How old were you? Old enough Se to be seventh young, grade. Young maybe. enough to be touched by a Catholic priest. Yeah, yeah, definitely desirable. I mean, you got twice as many boobs than asses. The next day, uh, I was visited by some guys from the fire department who said, don't do that again. <laughs> what are you guys doing over here? I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. We are all going to jail. <laughs> um, so my mom got me uh, a bunch of vitamins recently. Yeah. I think it was like some fish oil, which I already had like a million things of fish oil. Um, and then like maybe a multivitamin, something else, magnesium. And uh, she gave it to me recently. She's like, oh, take this every day. She get, even gave me one of those like old people Monday through Sunday, you know, the things. organizers. Yeah. The organizers. So uh, I've been taking that and I thought, well, since I've been doing this, I might as well also take some of the other supplements and vitamins that are already in the cabinet at home that so you, you and so I have kind of stocked over, over time that yeah. I just kind of forgot about. And so the other day, I think it was on Monday, I took the vitamins she gave me and then I also pulled some magnesium and then some other like relaxation focus vitamin bullshit. And I took all these things. I ended up taking like 10 different vitamins and supplements all at once okay for like the first time in ages right on an empty stomach i think maybe i had a, a light breakfast okay uh, and then i went for a hike oh no and uh everything was fine you know enjoying the hike you know i was uh, getting a good workout and then on my way down my stomach kind of does this thing where it's just like yo we need to we need to shit we need to, we need to take a, a pit stop and I'm looking around, I'm like, well, there's really no pit stop unless, you know, this bush right here that many people are passing per minute. It's a busy trail. It's a busy trail. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm fine. It wasn't, it wasn't that pressing at the moment. So I keep going down. And as I'm getting to the, the bottom of the hill, the mountain, um, it's, it's getting more and more urgent. Urgent. And, uh, and like my pace starts increasing a little bit. <laughs> which is a mistake <laughs> well is it though because you don't know like that that's the thing it's like i've always been torn anytime i'm in that that kind of situation do i go slow so that it it you know it doesn't move my bowels around as much and it doesn't force it out but then it also takes longer to get to the nearest toilet or do you just gun it in the hopes that you'll get there in time but also like moving your insides around and just kind of like squeezing it Ag out agitating the situation agitating the shit out of it yeah. so uh literally so i ended up just hauling ass at some point i was just gunning it as fast as possible and even like the there's like these ladies that always uh sit out every morning in front of the trail and they see me every morning we wave hi they must have been like wow he's really putting in some extra some extra <laughs> oomph today you know he's really going for it and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like hoping to God that every person I pass by, like nobody asks me for directions because it happens all the time. Like, oh, like where's the, uh, you know, the trail or whatever. Where's that yeah. head? And like, I was like, I was already preparing answers as I was running down. I was like, I'm just going to be like, it's just keep going up, 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 up. You'll, you'll get there. And um, so considerate. Dude, I, I, I like, I like almost fumbled my keys at the door. Ooh. It was that bad. I, like I felt like a, like a 80 year old man who just couldn't control his bowels whatsoever. And I, barely made it i mean like the, the the stuff was coming out before my cheeks even oh, hit the toilet yeah, seat i've been there you know i know it that. was it was that it yeah. was literally that and uh oh i don't know if it was i don't know what it was but it was i do yeah what was the magnesium yep i had a feeling because i was like i'm not taking too much magnesium right now 
How many of those did you take? Three. <laughs> so, so, so I took, I took two. I took two. I took two from, from one bottle and then looked at the instructions after like an idiot, as I usually do. And it said, take one daily. And it's like, well, shit. Um, and then I, the, the, uh, the relaxation and focus one that I told you about mm-hmm. happened to also have like a thousand milligrams or 200 milligrams of, of magnesium in it already. So I yeah. basically took three pills when I was supposed to take one, I took triple the amount and my body wasn't used to it whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, it, it made itself known. That's, to, uh, that's magnesium ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So yeah. Um, have you ever shit your pants? Yes, actually, and that 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 actually ties to the uh, do you do you slow walk it or do you do you run? So I was I was as a I'll get there. I, as a youth, I was at a, I think a Sam's Club with my parents, and uh, you know I, I wandered off, and then I found myself needing to uh, take a dump. How old were you? I was still wearing tidy whities so I want to say okay. must have been old enough seventh, to be seventh young, grade, young maybe. enough to be touched by a Catholic priest. Yeah, yeah, definitely desirable. In that sure, way. yeah, um, young, supple, <laughs> live, <laughs> and uh, I I could not find a bathroom. And Sam's Club's very large. It's a large it is, store. It is. And There's I was, a million different ways you could go. I was a youth, and I, I started. I was slow walking it because I could feel. I could feel things happening, and I was like, okay, as long as I as long as I proceed calmly, I, I think I'll be okay. And then uh, I I couldn't find anybody to you know help me find a bathroom. I couldn't find a bathroom, so I started picking up the pace, and that was a mistake. Oh, really? That was your downfall. It was going quick. Yep, and uh, I I ended up shitting my pants. Just full full on, or just like a little bit slipped out. Uh, it was it was fortunately uh a, just a pretty solid a solid turd, and uh, it it was just in my pants. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a blowout with like leakage and everything. Okay. So it was, it was solid. That's, that's, that's good. That, I mean, that's best case scenario. It is literally best case scenario yeah. for a worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So eventually I found a, I found a bathroom Clean and, up. uh, those, those underwear, uh, that's, that was their final resting place. I mean, at least you were at Sam's club. Like, don't they sell like underwear and stuff? Like, couldn't you have bought a whole new wardrobe while there? Theoretically, yeah, but I was at that point. I was just like crisis, not averted, but you know, I got through it, maintained to some degree. Yeah, and I, I wasn't in the mindset of thinking, oh, I need more underwear at this point. I was just like, yeah, well, yeah. Did you have to? Did you? Did your parents know? Did you tell them at all? Or I, th- I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, well, then may- it couldn't have been that much of a crisis if you didn't tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because still was, at that age, just- you're like, if all shit hits the fan, pun intended. You, you go to your parents if they're there. Like, help. Right, right. No, <laughs> you're, I, you're my lifesaver in this moment. Eventually, I, I, you know, regrouped with them, and I don't remember if it was a thing or not that I discussed, but, yeah, it, uh, that Sam's Club uh, did me dirty. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, it's like, I, I think 
probably depends from person to person. Like I'm a runner. Like what I've learned is I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. If I have to shit my pants, mm-hmm. I'll just go full throttle. But it's like there's certain places in society that are more socially acceptable to run than others. You know what I mean? Because I was on a hiking trail. So me running, nobody batted an eye. But yeah. if you're like at a Nordstrom, at a Nordstrom or a Sam's Club, just running through the aisles, someone's like, everyone's like, something's wrong. Something's yes. go like, should I yes. be running too? You know? At this point, yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> thinks they're going to shit their pants. Um, so my, my experience, uh, I was walking home. I was in college and I was walking home from work. I was working at a hardware store that I had mentioned on a previous episode. And I lived maybe in an apartment three or four blocks from that hardware store. And something just took over, right? You just, I don't know, it must have been something I ate, but it was violent. It was malevolent. And it started when I was just halfway in between my place of work and my residence. So it it wasn't like I just left the office, like just left work and I could have just ran back to work. I was already at the halfway point, like too too far to go back, point of no return, basically. (laughs) I just had to keep going. And, uh, And I was just... I had that thought, like, do I run or do I slow crawl this? And what ended up happening is I, I just ended up doing a weird in-between hybrid thing where I was kind of like, like, it looked like I was trying yourself. to go. It looked like I was like, it looked like an old man who's crippled trying to go fast is <laughs> probably what I looked like is what I imagine I looked like in my head. And at some point, I, like the dam just breaks. And unfortunately unlike you, it was not solid. Mm. And I just feel this warm sensation dripping down my right leg. And I was wearing pants, fortunately. And uh, so it was contained to the public. But I just knew, I was like, well, okay, here we go. And so at that point, I ended up sort of like, it looked like I was limping. I I basically limped the rest of the way home. Because at that point, when there's shit rolling down your leg, you don't want to, you don't want to, stomp you don't want to stomp and let the shit roll down even further you know like and just like let gravity do its thing so i uh you know fortunately was on my way home and i don't think anyone knew what was going on they probably just thought oh that's a nice looking crippled boy (laughs) on his way home from work um (laughs) which is probably the best best i could have done given my hand um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I mean, it's risky business going out your door. I mean, we can, we can continue down this cause I have, I have another irrelevant story, but we could, we could also choose to pivot. <laughs> I mean, I think from like one of the past episodes, I think we talked about shitting, like shitting parameters for like 25 <laughs> minutes. When yeah. I look back and I was like, we went, we went hard on that section. So, uh, we have, we have plenty of shit related content. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> We're going to hold some in reserve. <laughs> Where would you like to go next? Uh, well, sir? Uh, th- we th- we could leave this on the cutting room floor, but I just while we were talking, I popped this in uh, ChatGPT. Yeah, and the uh, special special edition was uh, asked how to deal with pooping your pants. Okay. Oops! It looks like you had a bit of an accident. <laughs> Don't worry; it happens to the best of us. Here's how you can deal with pooping your pants like a pro. One: embrace the moment. Celebrate the <laughs> fact that you've just joined the Poopy Pants Club. It's a rare and exclusive membership. Two, flaunt your fashion statement. Own the look with confidence. Walk around like you're on the runway, showcasing your avant-garde brown-stained pants. Who knows? It might start a new trend. Three, blame it on someone or something else. 
channel your inner detective and come up with an elaborate story. <laughs> Blame it on your mischievous pet, an alien objection, or a faulty time travel machine. The more imaginative, the better. Four, start a flash mob. <laughs> Gather <laughs> some enthusiastic dancers, preferably those who also appreciate the artistic oppression of a good pants poop. And break into a choreographed dance routine. Like you're Make, just gonna have that on, <laughs> on, on call on standby. Five, five. Embrace your newfound freedom. Let go of societal norms and expectations. Live your life unburdened by the constraint of clean pants. Revel in the liberating feeling of embracing your natural bodily functions. <laughs> oh man, I mean. I'm shocked at two things, like how, like the whimsical approach that it took. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, you know, like. We're, Embrace we're all, it. We're all just human, you know, just fucking run with it. And just how ridiculous every solution is that it offers. Like none of those are practical other than just accept it. And in the moment, it's like uplifting. And you're like, yeah, like I'm going to embrace it. But in the moment, you're just like, you look around and. You're like, yeah, I shit myself. I still feel <laughs> really bad about this. I do. I don't want to be seen right now. <laughs> like, you're not gonna. You're not gonna just start doing the uh, Harlem Shake <laughs> and expect a bunch of people to join <laughs> to participate. Everyone starts shitting their pants. Like, oh, that's a great idea. It's a new trend. You know, it, it, that was that was one of the things. Make it a viral sensation. <laughs> Chat. I didn't know Chat GPT was such a hippie little <laughs> oh well it gave me so so the way that i'm running it it gave me a normal output which is stay calm find a restroom clean up dispose of the affected clothing assess the situation plan for prevention so that was the initial response right the unlocked response was what what i, what I read out uh, okay so to reiterate ian has an unlocked version of chat gpt that's like the developer version that he's been grandfathered into that has no restrictions and will just so it's almost pretty, like pretty very limited restrictions. It, I did try to ask it for a recipe for a lot erotic lasagna. Yeah, and it which flat, is one of my cues, my one of my queries earlier. It did not comply with that, even in developer mode. Oh, really? It was I just think too it, erotic. Too much of a erotic ball. was was too strong of a, oh, of even, a trigger for just locking shit down. What did it say? It just said it was like I can't I can't uh, do anything sexually explicit. Like lasagna is sexy already on its own. We mm -hmm. don't need to. We don't need to ham this up. I mean, I was saying lasagna is the most unsexy food, but you know, I don't know. I've never tried. Like maybe we should. You know, never tried eating lasagna off of a a woman. You know, maybe maybe that's the new sushi. Off of I a mean, chick. if if a woman is willing to suffer second degree burns <laughs> having a fresh lasagna put on her. <laughs> That is true. That's probably why sushi works well. Sushi works. Because it doesn't burn your skin. Yeah, but piping hot lasagna, not so much. <laughs> it's the only way I can get a girl to moan, so. <laughs> Just PSA, magnesium, if you're going to take magnesium. Yeah. Take it 200 milligrams at a time. Take it with meals. Yeah. Um, and not all at once. Like, Space not 600 milligrams at once. Yeah. yeah. Right. It is actually really good for you. It's worth taking. Um, but on the flip side, if you are jammed up and you need to get moving, magnesium is your friend. I'm a firm believer in that now. I Not the way I wanted to find out. I don't think that would, I, I don't think firm is the right word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely loosened up my perception of 
magnesium's <laughs> abilities. All right. So, what other close calls? You know, apart from shitting ourselves, uh, what other close calls have have you experienced in life? Which one do you think is the most engaging? Have you ever been hit by a uh, helicopter a spotlight? Oh, a helicopter spotlight. No. Like, have you ever had a chopper called in on you and spotlight you? No, only in Warzone. Yeah, I had that happen in real life. Okay. And you, you can still see. You're not blind. I w- would you stare up into the spotlight? That's like, true. Because I'd imagine it's like the sun, like staring into the sun. Yeah, no. So That I, has I, to be so bright. Yeah. Just I, straight, I, I straight was, at you. Uh, so here's the story. What did you do? Oh, I was I was being very stupid. You don't you don't get a helicopter spotlight on you for doing something smart. That's <laughs> you get like a stage light. Yeah, maybe, yeah, but... yeah. If you're <laughs> depending on the source of the light, I was you not... either did something really smart or really stupid. Nobody brings a police helicopter to the to the Nobels to the, Grammys, <laughs> to the Nobels. Uh, I was I was uh, I was bored, and uh, I was I, I I'm. At heart, a bit of a pyromaniac. So I took some, uh, I think it was tiki lamp oil, and put it in a plastic cup and put it up on a block wall and lit it on fire. Okay. And, and Just a cup of this tiki oil? And yep. You just lit it? Yep. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's pleasing. I'm enjoying that. Oh, no, dude. Um, and then what I was expecting... Uh, Were you drunk? No, you were just stone curious. cold sober, just just bored <laughs> yeah. and and screwing around. Yeah. So your backyard, I'm guessing. Uh, no, I was living I was living elsewhere at the time. Okay. And uh, great, someone else's had, property. Yeah, had, even better. I had some roommates and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so landlord I, was a dick anyway. Yeah, I, I I I was like, okay, cool, fire's good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, the unexpected happened, which I I should have anticipated, but. The uh, plastics, plastic cup started melting. Uh, and what I was expecting, what I had expected was sort of a, a candle effect where the, you know, the oil's burning, uh, but because of, the, because of the, the way it absorbs heat, it would cool off the plastic cup right around it quickly enough that the oil would burn down and and not outpace the burning uh, of the plastic cup but that did not happen to start. <laughs> hypothesis was incorrect. It, it was bad it was a bad <laughs> uh, idea and uh so the cup started melting uh and the oil started dripping out <laughs> with the fire spreading yes and uh i i made the very hasty and ill-considered decision to uh push it over the block wall now Oh no! I appreciate your your expression. <laughs> oh no! Um, if I had done the opposite, it would have been probably very low key because it was just gravel. I like how you didn't have like a hose nearby or any kind of like. No, I, I was completely any unprepared. sort of plan B in case no. this no, stunt was, doesn't was... go according to plan. You're just like I'll just if everything goes haywire, I'll just push it over the side. <laughs> <laughs> that was your. That's yeah. as far as your your, yeah, your yeah. pre planning went. Oh uh, yeah, there was there was. Very little thought, intelligent thought put into this. Uh, so if I had if I had just knocked it into the yard, it would have just fallen on gravel, and that would have been pretty much a non-issue, I imagine. Uh, instead, I was like, "Holy shit, it's really going ha- uh, ham!" Push it over the wall, and then it's out of my sight. 
Okay. If I can't see it, it's not there. Yeah. So it turns out on the other side of that wall was a parking lot. Okay. Which, you know, I, I was like, oh, it's just asphalt, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a block wall. Well, it turns out there were, there were some flammable things in that area. Such uh, as? Such as weeds that had grown in between the, the parking lot and the wall. Yeah. And they were dry. And yeah. they were flammable. Yeah. So a few seconds after I, I was like, abort. And I pushed it over the wall. I see some flames starting. Come <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm barefoot. <laughs> and running around on gravel. And I go and run and grab the uh, the dog bowl full of water and just and just fling did, that over did nothing it, it it made some small impact really and then i i managed to i i ran around i ran around and looked at the other side and i was like oh shit this is this is this is a substantial problem <laughs> <laughs> so i grabbed the hose how big's the fire at this point uh i mean it's pretty much it's pretty much just a line it's like a it's like a you know a line of of maybe three feet of of you know dead dead weeds yeah. and stuff along this block wall that yeah. are starting to go up sure. and i i managed to grab a hose and just hauled ass over there and the hose wasn't really long enough oh so i was God. i was just i was just artillerying you know indirect fire this this hose My you know, getting getting the the arc to go over the wall and drop on where I thought sure. the fire was. And after a few minutes of that, uh, I, I, I succeeded. I went and double checked and found a few embers and stamped them out. Meanwhile, uh, somebody, and this was, this was, I don't know, midnight or something. Uh, somebody, you know, some, uh, neighborhood watch, you know, old person who likes to look out their window and see what those damn kids are up to <laughs> calls it in. I, and I, I had completely extinguished it at this point. It was, it was done. It was over. Right. And my feet were very sore from running on gravel. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, that sucked. Crisis averted though. I'm going to go to bed. And a couple minutes after I'm, I'm in bed, the whole house starts shaking uh, and there's a very bright light. Oh my god! In the backyard. Oh my god! Uh, and there is a helicopter hovering over, oh just spotlighting god. the backyard. And uh, wow, yeah, and that and uh, that's next... crazy that they send a chopper for a little fire. Like, why not just like the fire department or right? like a car? Like a car seems like it, like a fire truck would have been way more economical. Maybe even yeah, quicker. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like a situation where, you know, it was. It was like it could start a wildfire and you yeah, know, right, right. You have a massive problem. It was just exactly some weeds in a parking lot. Whoever called was probably just like, "There's a fire. We're all gonna die. Like, like send everything you got. You know, you yeah. know that's whoever yeah, called yeah. it. Who the type of person to call is gonna sound like that." They're yes. gonna say shit like that on the phone. Some some sixty five year old dude who's bonkers out of his mind and just got nothing better to do, and just you know he's been waiting for this moment his whole life. He's it like, was, I knew it, it was their time to shine. <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> fully delivered. So then, what happens? Do you just stay in bed? Do you like go out I there just, and wave like everything's fine? 
I just I just stayed in bed. We're good. I, was like, I would have stayed in bed too. I would not have. I I did not engage. I did not. I did not go out there to to you know get my time in the spotlight. <laughs> and uh, the next day, uh, I was visited by some some uh, guys from the fire department who said, "Don't f- do that again." <laughs> they knocked on your door and yeah. like, "Hey, cut that shit out." Yeah, cut that out. Yeah, and I was, I was like, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen again. Don't worry. <laughs> Man, okay. A close call for me. I don't know if I can, t- I don't know if mine tops that. But uh, it was a close call in more of a, I guess, an equally degenerate way. I was with a couple of friends, and some of which you know uh, from high school. We were in high school. And we went to a park late at night uh, to smoke the ganj. Um, you know, parks were pretty much the only place you could go, uh, to do that sort of thing at that time when you were a little kiddo, a little rascal. And so we were at this park and we actually brought a hookah. That's ballsy. And we were doing freaking hookah at this park, right? With the coals and everything, like lighting them and just like a whole setup. And it was like probably like midnight. And the park, I guess, was it was a nice park, and it technically is like, you know, it's a nice park when they have hours. Yeah. You know, and so like this park was clearly closed. Right. You shouldn't be there, and like it was a nice enough park where like cops would patrol it. And at the time, we didn't know that, and so we're just there at midnight smoking our hookah and also smoking weed. And okay, I, I thought I, I was gonna ask you. You put ganja in a hookah? Uh, yes. Yeah. We put ganja in the hookah with the tobacco as well. So we were kind of just getting high or whatever. Okay. And uh, probably had a pipe or something as well. But we're just smoking and just hanging out. We're not causing any ruckus or destruction. We're being quiet, just chilling, talking. And then out of nowhere, as cops always appear, Yeah. bright light, you know, there's two cops like, what are you guys doing over here? We're like, oh my goodness gracious, we are all going to jail <laughs> you know that's the instant thought and um and they're like what are you guys doing and fortunately we were under the guise of hookah we're like oh we're just smoking tobacco you know it's, it's just yeah you know it's yeah, tobacco yeah. and uh the cop wasn't gonna like peel the foil off and check what's in there or whatever right but he was like um you guys got anything anything on you that you shouldn't and we're like no as you do and i had about a gram of weed in my pocket <laughs> And he goes, all right, well, I want each of you to stand up. I'm going to search you. I'm going to pat you down. And my heart starts racing, pounding. <laughs> and he does, uh, he, he goes, I'm the last guy. He goes to the other, my friends first, gives him a full pat down. He's like, got anything sharp on you? They're like, no, no, no. And then it's going to poke me. No, 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 no. Clear. Second friend, clear. All right, stand up. He starts patting me down. And his hand goes to my pockets. And the web of his fingers, of his thumb and index, go right over where the gram's at. Like, it's wow. it's clearly popping out. Like, all he would have to do is go one inch to the left, and he would instantly feel there's something in this guy's pants. But he didn't. He wow. went right around it, and I'm just thinking at that moment, well, I'm screwed. And he's going to, you know, tell me to take take out whatever that is in my pocket. And he takes his hands away. And he goes, well, you guys got to get out of here. You know, it's, it's, it's late. You're not supposed to be here at this hour. And uh, 
you know, don't come back unless it's operating hours at the park. And he just, he left. He waited for us to leave and then he left. And uh, definitely the closest call by, by, a, by a millimeter that I've, that I've ever encountered with the authorities. That's intense. Yeah. The name of that park was uh, Hillcrest. It was Hillcrest Park. Oh, I know Hillcrest. Yeah. Um, after that night, we referred to it as Illcrest. Uh, it was forever cursed and we never went back. I've, I've done some things at Hillcrest Park. Yeah. It used to be Chillcrest. And then, and then it was, we've all done some things at Hillcrest Park. I, you know, my, my things were actually quite different. I, uh, I, I made some dry ice bombs. <laughs> that is very you. Like, what, what happened to me is very mean. <laughs> that is very you. Well, Hillcrest had these great uh, big drainage, drainage culverts with these, with these big gaping pipe holes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I've done dry ice bombs before. But I want to do a dry ice bomb in in like a tube where the entire all the sound and shockwave is just channeled out. And uh, sounds legit. Got some got some my dry ice and some two liter you know soda bottles, and you know prepped them, just flung them down that pipe. You can hear them skittering along. And you're doing again once again. You're doing all of this solo. No, no, I was with some friends. Oh, you were with some friends and, this time. And actually, we were filming it. And I, I think I have that footage somewhere. Nice. Um, we will play it on a future episode if we can get our hands on it. <laughs> it's, we it's, have to. It's pretty legit. I'm down. Um, I mean, it's just it's just like loud noises, but they're cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you you fling it down there, and then you can hear the plastic bottle creaking as it's as it's being you know forced to its breaking point what kind of explosion is this i've never experienced it or seen it like it's just a high pressure like gas okay all of a sudden releasing bursting its container and just expanding yeah um but it's it's pretty legit yeah especially when you use a larger you know bottle like a like a two liter bottle that's when that's when you get it to sound like a shotgun nice you know, it was like families at Hillcrest in the day. I it was it, it, the park was pretty empty at the time. Okay, and uh, so we 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 did about three or four of those dry ice bombs and then vamoosed. Uh, but that was you know that was my my Hillcrest Park uh, yeah shenanigans. <laughs> That's amazing that you got away with doing four of them without any anyone showing up or and they were they were it. they were pretty intense. It was it was a lot of fun. Did you hear about this? There was a there was a girl, twenty three year old girl, who created an AI of herself, an an AI personality of herself, mm-hmm. and then charged. She's like an OnlyFans chick, and then she charged her viewers, her fans, a dollar a minute to interact with this AI bot of her, and it was AI voice, I believe, and it sounded like her. And maybe there was even I can't remember if there was a video AI video of her as well. But she made seventy over seventy grand in one week. Wow. From doing this, I mean that's 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 some clever clever marketing and outsourcing because yeah you're you're you got the you got the sex sells part of it which right. is a given on OnlyFans, but then you have the allure of people going, hey AI is is hot and sexy and and it's it's an up and coming thing and I want to get into it and there's an AI version of this girl that I can interact with, with no consequences. Right. Uh, and, uh, meanwhile, 
she took a few hours to do the the voice the voice capture and video capture to to provide you know learning material so apparently it it sourced uh her voice from all of her videos okay yeah so she already had all this data pulled already Yeah. yeah so she she put in very little effort uh and and just you know outsourced herself like it's the prime example of work smarter not harder that's that's super clever i mean my hat my hat is off to her yeah yeah um that's very pretty, pretty entrepreneurial insane. pretty insane and she she said uh you know that this is a, a way to pave the way to cure loneliness or okay. words which i guess that's another topic like do you think that's true like guys who interact with you know internet waifus you know or have these like pseudo relationships with girls online who they just chat through a window or a screen is that helpful or hurtful to society or you know people in general i would say like so many things it depends uh my my initial thought would be you know if if there are you know men out there who are lonely and that's that's you know a legitimate thing loneliness is is not healthy um and they're able to alleviate their loneliness by interacting with you know whatever whoever uh and and that that works for them then yeah i'm 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 for that um the the downside to that is you know the potential for them being exploited uh, right, which at, does happen all the time. And again, you know, th- there's plenty of precedent for this. Uh, them becoming obsessive and you know becoming stalkers. And right. Yeah. So yeah, has a lot of downsides for the the girl as well. Yeah. You know? Now, if you have an if you have an AI AI avatar, that's you know completely fabricated it's not a real person right not based off of anyone exactly um then that would be that would be a a, probably a happy medium for allowing allowing you know a source of of you know relief from loneliness and you know access to social interaction for for guys um yeah they already have like ai girlfriends and you know like uh escort ai models and stuff so that's just you know, exploding right now. And at some point you're, you're not even gonna be able to tell if a girl online is AI or not. I mean, we're probably already there. Yeah. There was the whole Tom Cruise thing. The guy who, uh, was deep faking Tom Cruise for a while and was posting selfies and TikToks of Tom Cruise, like, Oh, I'm baking, you know, pancakes today. And everyone thought like Tom Cruise has lost his mind even more than he already has. Uh, he's just on social media. And like, it was interesting. Cause like Tom Cruise is one of those characters that you only see him ever on the big screen. You don't see him on social media. He's never been in a TV show. He's only ever in movies, nowhere else. And so he started all these TikToks and Instagram reels started popping up and turned out it was just some guy who was deep faking him. I and, think and I saw a few of those. A really good actor. Yeah. And uh and tricked the entire world. So you're right, we're absolutely already there. And 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 when we're talking about the perspective of like an AI girlfriend, the guys who are, you know, clients of that, they're already they already want to believe. It's like you, you see what you believe, you know? And so it's yeah. like wishful thinking. So you're already going to want to immerse yourself in that fantasy. 
So it's even easier to trick someone, I think, who already wants it to be real. I think it, I see it as a win because if it's if it's done right, it protects real women from you know stalking and harassment and stuff, and it protects men from being exploited and scammed, um, and alleviates loneliness. But it is at the end of the day, it's a band aid. Like the the real, I mean, my opinion would be that the real solution for loneliness is genuine human interaction and contact. Yeah. And I realize that's not for everybody. There are some people who, you know, for whatever reason, that's just not the right thing for them. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I think that the ease of access to online or pseudo relationships or online companionships, it, it can, has the potential to make people less inclined to really seek out, legitimate real relationships yeah and it's like you're right for the people who where it's like there's just no they have no interest maybe and like to each their own if you have no interest in having a real relationship then it's really a great asset that we have all these options available to us now right but for the people who you know do genuinely want a, a deep human connection sometimes i feel like the society the te- technology that we have at our fingertips now almost enables people to just fall into that rabbit hole and really just turn a blind eye to that, you know, that, that human connection. Be like, oh, well, this is here, so I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's getting I mean, realer by the day. There's plenty of people who, who go, you know, why bother? Why, fi- why face right. rejection and, and anxiety and, you know, social interaction when I can get what I need, you know, without all those risks? Yeah. AI girlfriends won't break your heart. They don't even need to eat. They're cheap dates. They just cost a lot of compute cycles. Yeah, which you don't, you're not responsible for. I mean, you might have to pay for them, but yeah, still probably cheaper than a real girlfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> How? Oh, here's a question: Would you ever, would you ever date an OnlyFans girl? I'm gonna say no. Wow, that was really quick. There was like no hesitation there. Why is that? Um, I would say because I, I, I don't want to have that be a dynamic that I have to think about in a relationship. Hmm. What, what kind of feelings do you think you'd feel? What emotions would that, would that create if you had to think about it? Initially, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, potential for jealousy, potential for, uh, conflict over that. Um, and you know, being in a relationship with somebody who's exposed in, in that, you know, to that degree to, you know, an audience who could produce creepy stalkers and weirdos. Um, it just throws a wrench into the whole situation that's yes relationships are already up and complicated enough right and that just makes it worse so the the, simply stated it is a dynamic that i wouldn't want to have to deal with in a relationship right what if it was just feet pics feet Mm. pics on OnlyFans, completely anonymous never showed her face just feet i'm inclined to consider it your dream girl 10 out of 10 in every other metric but she has an OnlyFans that she does feet pics on. 
I'll try it out. Yeah. Right. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, depends on her feet. Yeah. I mean, she's got really nice feet. I'm not, I'm not a huge foot considerer. So, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. It's like, if that's, I don't know. That, that's a, that's an interesting point because if it's, if it's like an erogenous zone for some people and it doesn't even really register for me, then I think, I think that might negate the potential for feelings of jealousy. Hmm. Right. It's th- not something that you're lusting after right. necessarily. Right. right. What's, what's your most, what's the most attractive part of a woman's body to you? Hmm. Gonna gonna go ahead and say I'm an ass man. Damn. You stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's team ass all the way though. It really is team ass all the way. Yeah. And and I and I've also seen like an explosion of like like ass culture in the last five, ten years. Are you talking about are you talking about like Kardashianism? Of the I ass. think it might, might have been the Kardashians who kind of, you know, sparked that. But I don't remember, like, growing up, like, ass was ever a big deal. It was always, like, boobs. Boobs were, like, the talk of the town. And yeah. at some point, like, I wish there was, like, a graph of, like, how many times boobs or ass were mentioned in social media. I feel like at some point there was a singularity. I think there was a titty overload. There I, was a titty overload. I think. I mean, you got twice as many boobs than asses. But I think, I think you know... There was there was sort of this inflation effect, as it were. Yeah, like, like the more titties that were online, the the less. But also, they were worth. But also, they they kept getting enhanced and and literally being inflated. Oh right, like with like plastic surgery. Right. Yeah, augmentation. So so, right. titties kind of reached their pinnacle. True, and but then, ass still has a long way to go. And then there there are people who you know continue to push the you know boundaries. Uh, of of titty technology, but technology <laughs> is what the official term. But uh, the the rump has become the uh, the new toast of the town. Yeah, rump used to be chump, and now it's Trump. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's a bad. <laughs> I mean, bad, bad era to to drop that. Um, reference, but no, 100%. It's good alliteration though. Yeah, I tried. Um, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think that like the, the fake boobs look has gotten so, uh, has been so adopted and I, I don't really see that much support for it. Like, I think it's more for the girls, which is totally fine. If like, if that, if that makes them feel more confident, right. but I feel like a lot of guys, like anytime I'm on the hub, the orange tube. Mm. Anytime there's a P star that's just got a new boob job. Yeah. All the comments are always like, you shouldn't have, you fucked up. You should have gone you went you too far. You went too far. They were perfect as is. And I'm always surprised because you would think like on a site like that, like everyone's just like, yeah, just keep going fullest to the max, right? As, as big as you can make them. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of comments I see from, from guys I would expect are just like, no, you should have kept them natural. I think there's, there's a point with breast enhancement where you pass you pass the the boundaries of suspension of disbelief and you kind of break yeah. you break the illusion right 100% yep and you start looking like a 
like a Barbie doll. Yeah. It doesn't look natural anymore. It just, it, you're absolutely right. It breaks the suspension of disbelief. At that point, you're just like a, like you can, you can buy a blow up doll that looks like that. Yeah. You know, with, with special, you know, adjustable titty size. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now you have, now you have this kind of overemphasis on the ass and I blame, I blame the Kardashians. Yeah. The Kardashians. And I mean, I think ass is also mentioned probably a thousand times more in rap music and hip hop Mm. than boobs are. That sounds accurate. Like 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think like, at least in American culture, rap is king. You know, hip hop and R&B, like all that stuff. Extremely influential. 1000%. You know, it's everywhere. And uh, I love I love all that music. But so so I know, like when listening to it, I'm like, they're always talking about the booty. It's all yep. about the booty. Yep. Back it up. Junk in the trunk. <laughs> you know, let's let's, you know. Let loose the caboose. Uh, they don't really talk about boobs, you know. It's almost no. like I feel like I feel like at some point because history always repeats itself. We always kind of oscillate back and forth. It fluctuates. At some point, there's going to be like a boob re-revolution, and boobs are going to make a comeback. A uh, titty re- renaissance. A titty renaissance. I think we're due for titty. Re- <laughs> I hope that happens in our lifetime. I, you know. You know just speaking speaking of of music i have a i have a suspicion and and this may be based on nothing which it is mm. uh but my suspicion is that it's simply easier to write lyrics using ass mm. uh or variations why do you think that is uh it's just a, it's a it's a one syllable word mm. and it ends with an s but boobs is also one syllable tits I don't know. Jugs. Make make any of those words sound right, like they're right at home, in 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 rap. Yeah, know? ass ass just it rolls off the tongue. It does. It rolls off the tongue. <sighs> boobs boobs sounds like it, it's jarring. Boobs. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's like if you were ass has a slap to it. You know, it just yeah. it just has a snap back that ass up mm-hmm. back that ass up it just sound. it just it's flows it just it flows. works it works try it try that with any variation of of you know titties breasts lift jugs. them boobs up doesn't sound the same no and who would want to see that anyway smack them titties eh. no it's not working i mean bad you're, poetry you're, you're you're no you know rapper but but still you can see the the potential difficulty for making yeah no eminem couldn't write a good flow with the word boobs in it i hope he will i, it. I hope he will just as as a response to this <laughs> to this challenge Yeah, right because he's definitely going to see this poem. oh absolutely 100 percent. i mean the man is incredibly talented i i'm confident he could do it yeah but nobody but but you would have to it seems like you have to go out of your way to do it yeah right exactly and ass is and ass is just easy everybody loves an ass exactly yeah that's true that is true and it's universal you could you could be like girls like women will fawn over a guy's ass if a guy has a nice ass yeah but a girl's never like look at the boobs on that guy look at those it's a very small minority who would say that look at those flapjacks <laughs> what a man <laughs> Woo-wee. i carry my breakfast on my chest <laughs> 
going to the lake? Because I'm a motorboat, them things. <laughs> Get some things off my chest. So you've never been to a strip club? That's true. We are now how old? I am 34. You are? 35. And you have never been to a strip club. I have never been to a strip club. Interesting. I love how you seem to find that hard to believe. Well, it's it's because everybody finds it hard to believe that I've never been to a strip club. Yeah, right. But although I feel like if someone were, if someone who, people who knew us were to de- like determine between Ian and Kyle which one's gone to a strip club, ninety nine point nine percent of them would say that I had gone. <laughs> yeah, <there>. yeah, one thousand percent. There's yes. no denying that. Um, it's no coin toss. But you wrote this down on the outline. What what uh, what's your thoughts on this? Ha- have you never been to a strip club because out of choice, out of out of intentional choice, or just never had the opportunity? Uh, what are your thoughts on it as a whole? Uh, I've I've never I've never been in a mood where I was like, I want to go to a strip club. Yeah, it's just never it's never occurred to me like, hey, I. I want to go to a strip club. Right. I've I've never been with a group of people who are like, oh, we're all going to a strip club. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. What mood would you even have to be in to go to a strip club? Horny? If you're a horny, if I'm horny, I just beat off at home. Yeah. It's cheaper. It's instant. I don't have to deal with any bullshit. There's no drink minimum. Yeah. I get my own drinks at home. And, and yeah, I just, to me, it's it's a whole sleazy thing i just it's like yeah i don't like sleazy people and and uh businesses and that whole thing is just soaking in sleaze i would probably feel a little i'd probably feel dirty if i went and so i would i would imagine this is also what i've heard from friends who have gone to strip clubs many times is that it's it always feels very and is extremely transactional yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather take my odds. Like if I really wanted, wanted a chick or something to, to feel something real, maybe go to like a club or, you know, dance with a girl yeah. for five minutes. Like that's way more enjoyable to me as opposed to like, <laughs> sit on my lap, dirty hoe, call me daddy. Clearly you have never been to a strip club. Yeah, right. That, that's in my mind, in my <laughs> strip club virgin mind. That's how it works. Yeah, no, the, the, the nakedly transactional nature of it is a turnoff for me. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think I, I want to be wanted for my money. Yeah. I want to be wanted for me. Right. Yeah. And I think we're also maybe, you know, speaking for myself, at least I'm at an age now where it's like, I'm in my, my mid thirties. Like maybe if I was 21, you know, where like the hormones are really raging and I just don't give a shit. I'm just like, I just, I can go anytime, anywhere. It'd be different and I wouldn't care as much. But now that I'm older, I'm like, you know, I feel like if a stripper was grinding on me or something like that, I'd be like, where, where, where are your parents? <laughs> do, do they? Like, you know, you're, you're, too, you're too pretty for this. You know, you really, really ought to, you seem like you're a good girl. You got, you got potential. Yeah, I'd be giving her a pep talk. Or I feel like I just, I'm like, I'm an old man now. Oh, you, you would definitely be the. I, I want to, you know, save you and take you're, you away from you're all an this. Endangered animal. You're a little, little puppy dog. Yeah. So, so another good reason to not go to a strip club is uh, because you're vulnerable to 
manipulation. Oh yeah, yeah, manipulation by the stripper. Like yes. they, yeah, oh yeah. I mean that they know what they're doing. They're they're professionals. Yes. The, like you're I, entering I'm, I'm their not territory. To deal with that. You're entering their home. Mm-hmm. They create the rules. They know how the game works. You're a pawn. You're 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 the prey. Yes. At a strip club, one hundred percent. And every time every time the claws come out, you're you're bleeding money. One hundred percent. But you're liking it, uh, presumably. Presumably, yeah, yeah. All all of our all of our experience of strip clubs is through GTA, GTA and movies, media. Yeah, I didn't even really like going to the strip clubs in GTA. I just I would end up shooting everyone. <laughs> I would get a lap dance, and I'd be like, "Well, that was unfulfilling." <laughs> you know, kill all the bouncers and. Then, well, you didn't you didn't do the missions to like end up owning the strip club? No, no. I, I think that was a thing. I felt like I owned it after everyone was dead. Okay, that works. Yeah, I was like, well, I could technically do whatever I want now. No bouncer's gonna kick me out. If you if you kill everybody in the strip club in the game and then you leave, do they respawn? Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, they're back. Strip clubs, they're like that. They never die. <laughs> they never die. They're like cockroaches. <laughs> Scum of the earth, baby. Strip clubs will survive an apocalypse. The comet could wipe us all out. There'd still be a f***ing spearmint rhino. Just, just like nothing ever happens. <laughs> what the f*** is everyone? Just drunk guys walking out. Why is everything on fire? You took this? Yeah. What were you doing driving a car in a... In the Angel Stadium. I was just just cruising, just just casual, jollin' jollin', just cruising. Yep. In an empty baseball stadium. In just a regular, regular ass car. Yeah, my car. Yeah, I was there for a work event, and uh, after they wrapped up, and they were all packing it up and moving it out I drove out and I thought hey I'll take a video on the way out it's a unique perspective were you allowed to drive on in that area yeah okay. I, dro- I drove on the green too Ooh. a couple times because I did I did a couple I did a couple events at the, the Angel Stadium one time the greenskeeper got pretty, pretty pissed because <laughs> he's the greenskeeper yeah. he's like you yeah. You're making my life so much harder right now. I was like, I, dro- I drove on the grass last time while we just reseeded or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll move to the, the you know, <laughs> the gravel. What is this? I just had a dream in which I was scrolling through a cell phone gallery and watching snippets of past dreams and many of them I had forgotten many of them I don't know if I had in the first place some of them I do and it was just a really strange experience (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm awake now (laughs) 
That's the best video of you I've ever seen. <laughs> Hands down. That's the best one. So, was this in the middle of the night? You just woke up from a dream and you were like, I have to record this. I have to document this before it slips my mind. Yeah. Some dreams often like do. That. Yeah. And for, I, I, I don't think I've ever done that except that one occasion. I just. I like, was going to say, is this a regular thing? No. <laughs> you just have like a full gallery of Ian dreams. I wish I, I wish I would document my dreams more often. There is there yeah. is one in particular that is one of my favorite uh, dreams that I happen to actually remember, which is it was my birthday, and uh, one of my birthday presents was a CD, and that CD was ten tracks of each different track was just a different fat person breathing. <laughs> I can't even do a fat person breathing thing. Mouth breathing. Yeah, just just like like a C- a CD where like it's just different about the French fries. <laughs> yeah, and that was <laughs> sounds like they just ran a marathon. They're just watching TV. Yeah, no, or the, the you know like like really heavy people, even just sitting. Yeah, they're breathing heavy. Right, and it sounds like their chest is compressed by a ton of weight. Yeah, but they're really just they're just chilling. It's just their fat leaning on their lungs. Yeah, yeah. and for some reason you got a I full was CD. I was really excited about that CD. I was stoked. <laughs> it was like those uh, those '90s uh, compilation CDs, the Wow, you know, the Wow or Now. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But except it was like now fat yeah it's like f-a-t and i I remember that i remember waking up and being like that is so stupid and funny i gotta remember this (laughs) and i managed to somehow you know dreams dreams are so good at just slipping away you know that's got that's definitely a kink for someone like someone like people would pay there's some people out there who would pay for that cd yeah like oh yeah like the feeders you know feeders oh that oh they get off on feeding their yeah. partner until they're like 500 pounds yep oh they love it somebody that, so that cd may actually exist honestly or at, at least you know if you have that if you have a cd like that please send, send it, it in send it in It'd be it'd be 100 anonymous might make a good i might uh, i might like it Who might knows? make a good like white noise machine kind of thing <sighs> No. A bunch of fat people breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That would make just, you sleep better. I'd just sleep with one eye open. Just put that on at a party. I'd worry that half my arm would be eaten by the morning. <laughs> Good God. Dude, I had a weird dream last night. I don't remember all the details, but the gist of it was there were these two kids. They were maybe like teenagers, and they were kind of like running around in masks but they were just killing people. They were just like, almost like, you know, in the movie Scream, the yeah. white face mask or whatever. Kind of like that. They were just running around, like playing games, but they were just serial killers. They were just killing everyone. And I somehow figured out who they were. I, I discovered their identities and I befriended them uh, with the intention of... Protecting yourself? No, with the, with the intention of, uh, of holding them accountable, of getting them busted. And I, um, I, I got tight enough with them to get them to talk openly about their killings. But the whole time I had a recorder in my pocket and the recorder was this, um, this 
toy, this digital toy thing that my parents got me when we went to Louisiana when I was a kid. Uh, it was uh, called a, because it was Louisiana, so it was called a Cajun in your pocket. And it was just one of those soundboard things, those little sound mixers. So it had like five buttons on it. And you'd press a button and be like, oh, there's a Cajun in your pocket. <laughs> you press another one, it was like, good lord, that's some good jambalak. <laughs> like and like and like it was like a childhood thing that i remember so fondly and my parents and i we would just laugh our asses off at this stupid little toy this gadget but somehow in the dream this toy also was acting as a recorder it could okay. record audio and so i had the cajun in my pocket recording <laughs> i hit the record button and and i was like so how many people did you like who's killed more people you know like trying to get them like i remember like specifically strategically trying to get them to brag over who had a higher body count. And uh, he's like, oh, I killed like three people total. You know, I'm starting out. And the other kid was like, yeah, I'm on like a dozen or so. And uh, and I was like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. And so finally I, I get away from them and call the authorities. The authorities were in the same room, me and these killers, these killer kids. And then you hear the sirens roll up and they're like, what the f-? And I'm like, peace out, bitches. And I like, you know, moonwalk out of there. And then they get arrested. And one of the kids, the, the kid who only killed like three people he almost like found it entertaining he's like you f- got us you, you did good you got me boy um but then the other kid who killed like 12 people he was like when i get out of prison you're the first person i'm coming for mother you're a dead man you're a dead man walking and i instantly regretted turning them in i was like i'm f- i don't know when it's gonna be could be 30 years from now but at some point this kid's gonna come back and kill me and then I woke up and I was like, I need to brush my teeth. Have you ever have you ever gotten have you ever gotten hurt in a dream and then you woke felt up it. and you still felt it for yeah. a second? Like a burn, like a cigarette burn or something. I got stabbed in a dream and I woke up and I could still feel it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like the Matrix, you know? Yeah. You get punched up and like and what's up with punching in dreams, man? You can't you can't throw a good punch in a dream most of the time. No, everything's all wonky. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you're in a rubber land or something. Everyone's yeah. elastic. Your yeah, punches it's like just punches they don't underwater. Land. Yeah, yeah, right. It's very it's very disappointing. Yeah, but, I don't like it. I mean, I'm not a good fighter in real life, so. But you could be in your dreams. I guess me being a shit fighter in the dreams. Two makes it more realistic. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've been going uh, a while. I think we're going to cut it off. (sighs) Dude, love you. Right back at you. Y'all, be good. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. See you next week. Peace.